<clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to another edition of the Olympics special featuring Christian from the Friday night panel joining us today on talkandfight.com uh, with an update and hopefully some good news with respect to the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo this July. What do you got for us, Christian? Uh, well, uh, kind of working along with what we've been talking about the last little while uh, and reaffirming uh, IOC President Thomas Bach's commitment to uh, to us keeping going here. They released the first of the uh, playbooks, the first of the COVID playbooks today that's going to be governing what uh, everything's going to look like at uh, the Tokyo Olympics. So we're going to be taking a look to see, uh, you know, what, what life, take a little glimpse today of what life inside of uh, the Olympics is going to look like. Uh, our first look and we're going to they're going to be releasing a little bit more information as time goes by but this is going to be uh, our first update here uh, so before we get uh, right into it here i should mention that there are actually four playbooks being published uh, so far the only one that has been released uh, being the playbook for the international olympic federations so over the next few days, over the coming days, there are also going to be separate books that are going to be published uh, for the press, uh, one for broadcasters, and then finally one for the athletes and officials themselves. Um, we won't spend too much time, I don't think, on the playbooks for the press and the broadcasters, uh, as they'll largely be similar to the International Federation's book, I have to assume. Uh, that I don't know about you, but I'm not holding my breath for an invite to Tokyo uh, to report unboxing so we'll probably just glance over those when they come out we will of course be looking a little bit more closely at the athlete playbook once it's released um especially for boxing specific rules and regulations uh difficult to hold a socially distanced fight let alone something like wrestling i have to assume uh, but for today we're going to take a look at uh, the material we do have uh which still gives us some insight into what life at the olympics is going to be looking like so the playbooks, which I have mine here, are, uh, this is uh, directly from uh, the Olympic.org, I should mention here this part. Uh, the playbooks are the basis for a collective game plan to ensure that all Olympics and Paralympic game participants and the people of Tokyo, Japan are safe and healthy this summer. They outline the responsibilities for all game participants and the rules that must be followed starting 14 days prior to travel, as well as entry to Japan throughout the games and departing so that kind of that's how the books laid out is uh several different uh areas like that the playbooks have been developed jointly by the international olympic committee the international paralympic committee and the tokyo 2020 organizing committee uh they are they are based on the extensive work of all partner of the all partners task force which also includes the world health organization the government of japan uh, Tokyo Metropolitan, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government, as well as independent experts and organizations from across the world. So, I have my copy here. Anyone who's looking to actually do uh, to read this uh, document themselves, it's not a very long read. It's only thirty some odd pages, and a lot of it's great big infographics for us here. Uh, and it's available directly through the Olympics webpage uh, through Olympic.org. It's a free download, so you can take a look at this. Uh, so for our purposes today, uh, this particular playbook that, uh, that I've got here, uh, this one is going to cover uh, things such as uh, the International Federation delegates accompanying guests, judges, uh, and jury members, national technical officials, equipment techs, uh, full-time senior staff, head of media, medical officers, things of that nature. So basically all of our behind-the-scenes people who keep this show running. 
so it's a couple of things that are important to note here. Um, they're going to be, you know, keeping some, some of this is just a lot of common sense that they're putting out, you know, again, big old infographics here. Sorry. Um, things like hygiene, uh, you know, basic hygiene, stay out of uh, large crowded areas, you know, avoid, you know, physical contact where possible, wear your masks. I can't understate that one enough. You know, uh, test, trace, and isolate is, is probably the, the phrase used most of often in this uh, playbook that they've come out with here, as well as think hygiene. So every internet, so every international federation is going to be required to appoint a COVID-19 liaison officer. Where'd I go here? There we are. Uh, now, this is going to be the person who's going to be the key contact for all materials related to COVID-19. They're also going to be the contact person for the IOC. Um, as well as the uh, Tokyo government, uh, as well as the World Health Organization for any updates as well as anything that could or might happen to you. Anyone traveling to the games is also going to be required to have medical treatment as well as repatri repatriation insurance covering their entire period of time in Japan. So obviously health insurance is kind of a no-brainer on something like this, but also uh, repatriation insurance, you know, in case... Uh, you need to be flown medically back uh, home or, you know, or God forbid the worst. So before traveling to Japan, that's a couple of things you're going to have to have is that insurance. Uh, you're also going to have to have a pre-valid card. Okay, now this is part of the accredited, this gets folded into your Olympic identity accreditation card. Uh, and this is something you're going to have to present when you show up, uh, you know, at customs in Japan, uh, negating you having to get a visa. So if you don't have this on you, you have to have uh, had a visa sorted out beforehand. You're also going to have to complete a complete activities plan for the first 14 days of your stay in Japan, which you need to share with Japanese authorities. And that's going to include all of your planned activities, where you're going to travel to. Uh, and that's going to be restricted to uh, official games venues as per your accreditation privileges. Uh, your accommodations as well as limited locations as defined by the list of movements, uh, how you're going to get there and where you intend to stay. Uh, you're also expected to download uh, the contact confirming app as well as a health reporting app. Uh, and monitor your own health for 14 days prior to leaving. Now, while monitoring, you're also going to be submitting things like daily temperature checks to these uh, reporting apps, and, where, and that information is going to be shared with health authorities, uh, the Tokyo 2020 committee, as well as local government officials. You'll also need to provide uh, proof that you've had a uh, negative test and shown, shown a negative COVID-19 test 72 hours prior to uh, your first flight. So if you're taking multiple flights to get to Japan, it has to be within 72 hours of you leaving your home country. Uh, you will also need to be providing a list of all the people you expect to have close contact with during your time in Japan. For example, roommates, immediate train, uh, uh, sorry, immediate uh, members of your team, trainers, coaches, things of that nature as well. Now, this list has to be submitted to and validated by to make sure the people on your list should be on your list to your COVID-19 liaison officer. Uh, and make sure you have access to enough face masks as everyone is going to be in charge of supplying their own face masks. The IOC and the people of Japan take no responsibility in making sure you are masked. So make sure you have your own because if you don't have it, you're not coming in. And that gets us to entering Japan. So be ready when you actually show up to make sure you've got that accreditation card ready to go.
as well as your proof that you've passed that 70 a test 72 hours previous to leaving. Now that you've just handed them their negative test results, be prepared to take a COVID-19 test at the airport as well. Hmm. They're not taking any chances here. Um, and uh, depending, that's going to be dependent on where you've been in the last uh, two weeks, as well as what countries you're traveling from. They expect you to move through the airport with all possible haste, and they specifically instruct them not to stop at any shops or other services other than the validation de accreditation desk, and do not use public transport unless you have specific permission to do so. They also put a section in for each of these for uh, Paralympic uh, considerations. And uh, for something like this, the only real consideration is if uh, you are confined to a wheelchair or a mobility device that might be handled by other people outside of your team. Uh, for example, things like flight staff might have to stow and uh, stow your wheelchair for you uh, just to make sure that you're taking the time to wipe down all those surfaces, those shared surfaces where other people are going to be touching. Uh, most important, obviously, is going to be our at the games here. So once again, we're going to be expected to proactively monitor health for uh, the entire time and to report on a daily basis things like temperature checks and uh, report immediately if any symptoms uh, arise to your COVID-19 uh, liaison person. Uh, obviously, if uh, you do test positive, you know, fingers crossed, we don't want to see any of that. But if someone does test positive, the COVID-19 liaison person is going to have instructions for you at that point in time. And they are going to be reviewing activities for those people that you had close contact with, uh, as well as game venues you might have visited over the last couple of days prior to your symptoms showing up. And at that point in time, they would work with Japanese government, game organizers uh, to figure out an attack plan, so to speak. You know, what venues need to be thoroughly sanitized? Do any of the events need to be rescheduled or moved to accommodate uh, a thorough sanitization? Just to make sure that we're not uh, spreading to any of the other athletes. Uh, but what if you don't test? What if you're not the one who receives a test? But what if one of the other people on your team are? Um, you can expect if you're one of the close contacts or on the contact sheet for someone who does test positive during the Olympic Games, uh, you will be contacted uh, by the contact tracing app as well as by the COVID-19 uh, liaison person. And they will give you instructions at that point in time, obviously, to isolate as well as get a test done immediately. Uh, you should also be ready to have your temperature checked every time you enter a game venue. Um, if you anyone who records a temperature higher than 37.5 degrees Celsius uh, will be administered a second, chest, a second test just to confirm that. Um, and if they do register a second time, they're going to be denied access to that venue. So obviously we want all our athletes uh, coming in with no fevers because we can't... Uh, risk spreading that. So hopefully we don't find ourselves in a situation where we have an athlete competing who can't get into a, a venue because um, fever isn't necessarily COVID, obviously. So under the social uh, during the games, here says keep your contacts up to date, limit your physical contact uh, with athletes, uh, you know, try to remain, remain that uh, two meters apart if you know where you can avoid unnecessary forms of physical contact, including hugs and high fives. Uh, additional rules are going to apply for the first 14 days in Japan here. Following, uh, you're only allowed to follow the activities that you have outlined previously in your 14-day activity plan. You must only leave your accommodation to go to official game venues as well as limited locations as defined by the list of uh, destinations and movement. Once again, that would be a pre-approved list, and that's going to be, de uh, depending on what your role in the game is, is going to uh, depend on where you fall on that list and what you can and cannot go do. Uh, you must not visit the games as a spectator. 
So even though your event's done, you can't go uh, sit and cheer on other uh, other members of your own Olympic team. Everyone's kind of on their own this year. You must not visit tourist areas, shops, restaurants, bars, gyms, etc. So your social life is basically out of the question while you're at the games. You're either at a venue working or you are in your hotel room. Do not use public transit, once again, unless you've received specific uh, permission saying that you are allowed to do so. The hygiene section, again, that's a lot of just common sense at this point. You know, sanitize your hands, change your masks, wash your masks daily, change your clothes, avoid uh, large crowds. Uh, they want to see uh, ventilated rooms, every rooms ventilated every 30 minutes. Uh, leaving Japan, finally brings to leaving Japan, be ready to take another test, COVID-19 test on your way out the door as well. So, and also keep in mind, all of that information that you've provided, you've also uh, agreed to share with all the people I've mentioned earlier. That's the World Health Organization, uh, Japanese local government, uh, above the Tokyo level, as well as national government, the IOC, the World Health, everybody. So we shouldn't be hurting for information. So hopefully they'll be gathering this in such a way that it's going to keep everyone safe. But that's going to be our first look uh, at what's going on in Japan for the Olympic uh lifestyle so to speak i think we're going to see something that's a lot more subdued and a less celebratory atmosphere in the olympic village than we uh we've seen in years past yeah like we said yesterday i think that's not a bad thing at all i think that levels the playing field even more so for the athletes there's no no pressure from the stands no pressure from your teammates it's perfect if you ask me just, well just, teammates just, are still going to be there if we're in the same sport but i i, I get what you're saying i get it's a little easier to focus without the uh yeah. the roar of the crowd so to speak yeah yeah so be interesting uh, bit of a detriment to the hometown uh favorites though i would think <laughs> we're looking who are looking forward to that roar of the crowd you know that that's got to amp you up if you're the hometown favorite oh well, maybe maybe they'll pipe it in like they do with uh, other pro sports <laughs> anyway th th thanks very much christian appreciate uh your two cents on that one I, you know what it's encouraging to hear that because quite frankly now we know they have playbooks for all these different sectors i think with confidence, we can say there's going to be an Olympic Games, I think. I'm looking forward to seeing what the playbook specifically for the athletes is going to look like. That's the last one. It should be out uh, beginning of next week, I believe. Um, and obviously, we're not going to go through that point by point because a lot of it's going to be sanitization, high, you know, a lot of the same points we just made uh, just now. So I wouldn't I wouldn't think we need to cover all of it. But uh, the athletes specific stuff. Uh, especially if there's anything that uh, is going to affect combative sports, such as ourselves and wrestling, um, we'll definitely be curious about, and we'll be looking into a little bit more closely. Hmm, cool. All right. Keep you updated. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Like, share, subscribe.